Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour one. So I've got a great recipe, red beans and rice. There's no news to talk about today. We will discuss recipes and flying private, the two topics I care most about. (laughs) Holy moly. Uh, well, you know, and they were pushing it off for a month, and suddenly they, they spring to life the indictment last night. Uh, I, 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 can we have a... <laughs> I don't even know. There's just so much stuff. I could spend three hours on this. It's an open line Friday, too. We'll let you have the cathartic experience of, of having your say on it. 877-973-7425. Uh, I want to read to you something. Uh, It's not just conservatives who are concerned about the idea of indicting Donald Trump. Now, let let me back up here and tell you this is what we understand. Um... The understanding is there are 34 counts and they relate to Trump paying money via Michael Cohen to Stormy Daniels, the porn star. There is an argument to be made, and the Trump team, I'm sure, will make it, that they were essentially paying an extortionist, someone who is blackmailing him, and that that's the crime, not him. And that the DA went after him for paying the money, paying the ransom, is is faulty. Keep in mind that the uh, DA in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, in December of this past year, said they couldn't prosecute something like 50 gun crime cases because they didn't have enough money in the budget. They were overwhelmed. Uh, but they can indict Donald Trump for paying a woman hush money. Based on using a federal crime, it appears that no one has th- thought to charge him with. I, I Liberals pride themselves in being open-minded. They claim to be open-minded. They claim to be tolerant. They claim to value other people's opinions. They claim to be insightful. If you really are, then, then you need to listen to this. Thursday's events are the results of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's decision early in his tenure to abandon a probe centered on the former president's business practices in favor of what had come to be known as the zombie case. The matter of $130,000 payment made to adult film star Stormy Daniels in exchange for her silence about an affair she claimed she had with Mr. Trump. Check writer Michael Cohen, Mr. Trump's longtime lawyer and fixer, pleaded guilty to crimes related to the payment in 2018. Though the precise charges are not yet known, it's expected the prosecutors are now going to after his boss for supposedly covering up the reimbursements for the favor. Falsifying records in this way is usually a misdemeanor, but if done to cover up another crime, it can be a felony. The idea here is that the hush money payment constituted an improper political donation because it benefited Mr. Trump so close to the election. Pyramiding two transgressions of state rules to go after a federal candidate is legally plausible. But the strategy is also novel, and courts may regard it with skepticism. What's more, the potential campaign finance charge itself is shaky. When federal prosecutors charged former Senator John Edwards with a similar crime following his 2008 presidential run, He rebutted the accusation by arguing he was trying to disguise his faithlessness from his wife rather than from voters. The trial ended in an acquittal. The Department of Justice dropped the charges. 
breaches of campaign finance law under, undermine democracy and deserve to be taken seriously. Yet the potential downsides of indicting Mr. Trump ought to be taken seriously, too. The prosecution is now bound to be a test case for any future former president, as well as, of course, proceedings against this former president in particular. Other investigations underway include the Justice Department's examination of January 6th insurrection classified documents, where the possibilities of obstruction of justice are grave. These are straightforward cases compared to this one. A failed prosecution over the hush money payment could put them all in jeopardy and provide Mr. Trump ammunition for his accusations of witch hunt. Public perception and political strategy shouldn't dissuade a district attorney from bringing a solid case, but neither should they persuade him to bring a shaky one. This prosecution needs to be airtight or it's not worth continuing. That's the Washington Post editorial page. When you've lost progressives, the Washington Post editorial page, the headline is the Trump indictment is a poor test case for prosecuting a former president. When you've lost the Washington Post out of the gate, you might want to pay attention to this. You people are going to get this man reelected president of the United States, and I will laugh in your face when it happens. There is a segment of the American population that doesn't care for Donald Trump, but they really hate aggressive political prosecutions. To prosecute Donald Trump for this crime, based on what we know, based on the leaks from the Manhattan DA's office, where even prosecutors inside the office tried to dissuade Alvin Bragg from pursuing this, based on all of that, we presume this is the Stormy Daniels case. Based on that presumption, what they have to show is that Donald Trump paid Stormy Daniels and cooked the books of his company to cover it up so that it didn't come out in the campaign, that it was related to his campaign for the presidency, and that even though federal prosecutors chose not to prosecute Donald Trump for this, including Joe Biden's own prosecutors who looked at it and got dismissed it, that it's still a crime. And they will have to overcome Donald Trump's accusation that he has a prenup with his wife. And if he were to admit to adultery or to be found out, he would pay her millions of dollars. And that's why he covered this up. It was the cost of doing business. It was cheaper to pay Stormy Daniels than to pay his wife for the exposure of adultery, which is a very legitimate defense for Trump. I had to pay the woman to shut up because I would have to pay my ex-wife more when she divorced me for adultery. It's a you, you may laugh at it, but it's a legitimate defense. It's what John Edwards used and was acquitted for. And now let's set this all up for you. Let, let's paint the scenario. We're headed into recessionary times. Yes. Every major financial analyst says we're going to be in a recession by the end of this year, into next year. Donald Trump is running for president. As the New York DA has threatened to indict him and word has gotten out, Donald Trump has skyrocketed in the polling for Republicans. A lot of sympathy for him. So Donald Trump gets the Republican nomination. We head into a recession. 
You know, the very same Democrats who thought he would be the easiest candidate to beat in 2016, so they worked to get him the nomination for Hillary Clinton. Well, they got beat then. They'll get beat now. There's a segment of the population as we head into a recession that may not like Donald Trump, but will think, I don't remember when Donald Trump was president, the economy being in ruins, but for the COVID situation, that was China's fault, not his fault. I may not like the guy. I may not like the mean tweets, but I'd rather the mean tweets than being unemployed. And oh, by the way, these people conducted a witch hunt against him. He was found not guilty. The case was thrown out. So maybe just maybe what they're telling me about him isn't true. And then he wins the presidency. Now, strategically, if I were the Democrats right now, I would go on and charge him every which way in every other case. Let the Justice Department come out and charge him immediately. Pour in all the indictments against him federally. Georgia prosecutors, go on and prosecute him now. Weigh him down with indictments in New York, in Georgia, and in Washington, D.C. Overwhelm him so much so that he's distracted from the campaign trail. You want to stop Donald Trump? You probably better do that because Alvin Bragg just reelected the man to the presidency if you don't. Now, I will tell you, there are two camps. There are two camps in this, and I've gotten a lot of emails from people, and the overwhelming number of emails was, is this the Democrats' way of ensuring Donald Trump is the nominee so they can beat him in the general election? Is this what they're doing? No, I don't think so. I'm not in that camp. I know some of you are. Some of you believe the reason Alvin Bragg and the Democrats have decided to prosecute Donald Trump is because they know Republicans will rally around him and give him the Republican nomination. They're scared to death of Ron DeSantis. They're not scared of Trump. They think they can beat him. This is their way to make sure he's the nominee. I don't actually think I'm not in that camp. I don't think Alvin Bragg is that smart. I think he's kind of a short bus prosecutor who got there because George Soros funded him. Uh, he's, he's hyper woke. He's not very bright. And I don't think these grand jurors in New York are that bright at all. I think these people just despise Donald Trump. They're in the frame of mind of we got to nail the SOB. That that's, that's their idea. We got to nail the SOB. It's not me saying that that's them saying that they hate Donald Trump. They can't call him president. They can only call him expletives. They want to nail the guy. They think they've got him. They're going to try to get him. They want him buried under the jail. It's all emotion. It's all rage. And this is what they're doing. And you know and I know in life when you make a bunch of decisions based on emotion and rage, it tends to blow up in your face. And that's what's going to happen here. I will tell you, Echelon Insights, uh, my buddy Patrick Ruffini, his polling from Echelon Insights, they have polled Republican voters. There is a 13 percentage point shift toward Ron DeSantis on the question of conducted last week. If Donald Trump is indicted, who do you support? Donald Trump is handily beating Ron DeSantis among Republicans nationally in this poll. When you ask what if Trump's indicted, there's a 13 point shift to Ron DeSantis. But Donald Trump still wins. The upside for DeSantis is that the elections don't start until next year. And in fact, in Georgia, uh, South Carolina, New Hampshire, and in Iowa, DeSantis is already tied or ahead of Trump, and he's not even a declared candidate. So maybe we'll see. I, I personally think that, yes, Republicans will tend to circle the wagon around Trump, whether they should or they should not. And this will help Donald Trump secure the Republican nomination. You head into a recession. The economy collapses. Joe Biden is president of the United States. The Democrats still control the United States Senate. Good luck, Democrats. Good luck. That's what Alvin Bragg has given you. 
But there's there's something else here as well. And this is kind of the important one here. There's very little wiggle room on Donald Trump. You like him or you don't. You love him or you hate him. My personal position, and you all know where I stand on this issue, I think Donald Trump uh, needs to go away. I think the GOP does better without Trump than with him. I think moving forward, we saw a bunch of voters reject Republicans in 2022 who otherwise would have voted for them, but they were tired of Trump and Trump arguments, and they just want to move on. I think Donald Trump lingering in and festering within the GOP is bad for the GOP. I do. That's my position. And I think if Democrats ignored him, if the media stopped giving him coverage, he would just fade away. But they can't help it because their ratings went up and their fundraising was so good. When they obsessed over Donald Trump, they made money. It's a sick symbiotic relationship between Trump and the Democrats. They need him and he needs them. But I will tell you this, I'm on record thinking Trump needs to go away. He's not helpful for the party. But when Donald Trump takes his mugshot, autographs it, and sells it for 2000 bucks, I'll freaking buy one. He will fund his presidential race off that mugshot autographed. And the GOP will shift themselves into the Trump camp, and he will be the Republican nominee. And I will tell the Democrats, I told you so, can't blame a single, I think Donald Trump needs to go away. I can't blame a single Republican for saying, you know what? I think he's my guy. We got to have this guy's back. Witch hunt. They didn't die to ham sandwich if they could. They went after Donald Trump. I got to have his back. I, I don't blame you for taking that position. I don't. I disagree, but I don't blame you. I totally get it. And when he becomes the nominee and when he beats Joe Biden in 2024, we can replay today's show and just say, I told you so, I told you so. There is a small group of people in this country of independent mind who don't care for Donald Trump, but they really hate political prosecutions. And they will side up with Donald Trump in the middle of a recession just to spite the Democrats as an I told you so moment. You Democrats out there, you're playing with fire and you don't even realize it. You won't until you've been burned. I have not only converted my entire family to bull and branch sheets, but a lot of my friends as well, because I actually believe in them. You can feel the craftsmanship. And the amazing thing is that these sheets get softer every time you wash them. Don't believe me. Give them a try right now. You can get early access to bull and branches spring sale. You use code Eric. That would be my name. E R I C K and get 20% off today at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com. The promo code is Eric. Exclusions apply. See the site for details. I got to tell you guys, these sheets are designed for incredible night sleeps. They're made without toxins. They're free from synthetic pesticides, formaldehydes, harsh chemicals. They fit really deep mattresses, and I've got a thick mattress, and they don't shrink up, which is great. Take care of the sheets. The sheets take care of you, and you get a 30-night risk-free guarantee with free shipping and returns on all U.S. orders. And right now, use code ERIC to take 20% off today at BolandBranch.com. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D Branch.com, promo code ERIC. 
Hello there. It is Eric Erickson. It is an open line Friday. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Happy to take your reactions to this Trump indictment. Uh, and the news of the day, I'm going to begin with Greg. Welcome to the show, Greg. Hey, Eric. I enjoy your show. And as I told your screener, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I think where I stop short a little bit is this idea of rallying behind Donald Trump or to your point of buying his mugshot. I think we need to remember he cheated on his wife with a porn star and paid her off, you know, to, to keep it out of the news or keep it from his wife, which isn't illegal, very icky and immoral and ethical. So I, I, I struggle with, I disagree with the Democrats. I voted for Trump twice. But I'm like you, I would like to see him go away. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, that's the thing here is if if Donald Trump had kept his pants on, the, that was the precipitating event of all of this. Um, no impulse yeah. control. And, and that is probably one of my chief complaints of Trump for years is the man lacks impulse control. And had he not uh, had a sexual relationship with a porn star while his wife was pregnant, no less, and then after she had given birth, continued it, we wouldn't be in this mess to begin with. He, he does have blame in this situation. But also, for a local prosecutor in New York City who doesn't have the money to prosecute murderers, to spend all of his time and energy trying to prosecute Donald Trump over hushing up his mistress is kind of bizarre. But the Democrats just want to get him so bad. And I'm sympathetic. I mean, you guys know where I stand on Trump, but I'm sympathetic to the man having this this complete persecution by the Democrats. The, the, here, here's, this is this is the God's honest truth. Let, let me just put this on recorder. Uh, the, the Democrats, progressives will light me on fire for saying this, but it is the God's honest truth. Had Donald Trump not beaten Hillary Clinton in 2016, none of this would have happened. The Democrats have never been able to accept that Hillary Clinton ran a poor campaign. They have tried to blame the Russians. Uh, they blame Trump's corruption. They can't accept that their candidate ran a crappy race. And Donald Trump must pay for the audacity of beating Hillary Clinton. That is what this has always been about. They can talk about shattering norms all they want, but they're in the party celebrating trans visibility today and apologizing to the trans community for a transgender murderer murdering six kids in Nashville. You want to talk about shattering norms when the White House press secretary laments the trans community and the violence against it after one of their own has murdered six kids? They shut down conservatives on campus. They won't let them speak. They harass them. You want to talk about shattering norms over Donald Trump? You people shattered norms. There will be hell to pay whether you or I want it or not. I can see it coming. It's obvious. The only reason they're going after Donald Trump the way they are is because he beat them and they didn't think he should be able to. That's just the truth. It's a painful truth, but it's the truth nonetheless. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. Open line Friday here across the nation. 877-973-7425. Happy to take your reaction on Trump. Um, let, let me give you my nutshell reaction here. Echelon Insights, a polling firm, found a 13-point swing towards Ron DeSantis 
on the question of if Donald Trump were indicted, who would you support in the Republican primary? Donald Trump was winning overwhelmingly, and then when you asked about if he was indicted, uh, he still won, but a 13-point shift towards Ron DeSantis, an undeclared candidate for president. I think a lot of Republicans will circle the wagon, they will rally around the flag, and they will stand by their man publicly into pollsters. I don't know at the end of the day, though, if they really want to stop a Joe Biden or a Gavin Newsom or a Kamala Harris. Do you stand with Donald Trump, who has a history of bad impulse control, who platformed Anthony Fauci, shut down America, and blamed everyone else for it? I, at the end of the day, we're, it's early. It's too soon to say. What I do also think, however, is that if this trial goes forward and Donald Trump is found not guilty or it's thrown out on appeal, that tremendously helps Donald Trump. We can't put a value on it. Uh, but it tremendously helps Donald Trump. The Democrats are playing with fire on this. And also, I think the most endangered person in America after Donald Trump is named Hunter Biden. There is no way Republicans do not now pursue Hunter Biden and Joe Biden to the ends of the earth on doing this. The Democrats have crossed the Rubicon. They can say it's about the rule of law and it's about norms, but this is not a case that you put forward first when it's about the rule of law and the norms, it's a very weak case, and you don't have to believe me. Even people at the New York Times and the Washington Post editorial board say as much. Not exactly conservative organizations. When you've got the New York Times writers and the Washington Post editorial board who both want Donald Trump indicted for something, say, whoa, 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 not this, not this, guys, not this. Democrats, you should be looking yourselves in the mirror and doing some serious self-reflection, but I don't think that's going to happen. To the phones, to the phones we go. I'm going to begin with Rick. You're up next on the Eric Erickson Show. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How are you? Good. What's going on? Well, you know, I was on with Alan when you were out, and I was I was saying the same thing about Trump having the easy uh, defense. But then I was thinking about it. I was hearing some of his comments at some of his rallies, and he's, I mean, he's really denying this. He's calling uh, Stormy Daniels' name. So he's lying to his base, basically. And maybe that's mm-hmm. the point of this, is that those lies will come out. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of evidence that he's had a, an affair. And whether or not you think it was a campaign contribution, I mean, it's going to be pretty clear, I think. Yeah, you know, th- so that is, the, the, that is one of the side angle interesting parts here, Rick, is that all along Donald Trump has denied explicitly that he had an affair. We know from Donald Trump himself, and one of his reasons for saying he didn't have an affair is he himself has said if he had an affair, his prenup agreement with Melania would bankrupt him, essentially. I mean, Donald Trump said that. No one else said that. Donald Trump's prenup agreement, he would have to pay Melania Trump an exorbitant amount of money if he were caught cheating. So he's got a financial incentive to deny. The weird thing, though, is to your point, if he's indicted, his best defense is well, I didn't want my wife to know I cheated because of the amount of money I would have to pay this woman. Uh, yeah, because of the amount of money know. I'd have to pay her. Yeah, so, I mean, damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Um, your sins will find you out, as my mother would say, as, as Scripture says. I mean, he's going to have to decide now. Does he flat out deny he had the affair, that it ever happened? But if so, why did you pay this money through Michael Cohen to Stormy Daniels, which really isn't in dispute? Um yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be fun to watch one way or the other, I suppose, if you want to see somebody twist on this. But 
it's such a dangerous road for the Democrats to go down trying to build a case like this against a former president. It really will make a lot of people sympathetic to him, I think. They'll, they'll finally have him caught in a lie, though, that they can prove. They've, yeah, they've that, had, that's true. They say lies all the time, and this is one where it's, I mean, it's been lying constantly about it. So. Yeah, and will be exposed. Now, the question, obviously, is will the base care? Uh, maybe enough right. will care. <clears throat> Uh, I will tell you, and, and Rick, thanks for this. So Ron DeSantis was north of me yesterday, had a big event in Georgia. It was technically his book signing event, but it felt more like a campaign rally. About five to 600 people showed up. There were some Trump protesters there, but maybe two dozen total pro- Trump protesters. One guy holding up a Trump flag in the rally. Um, DeSantis strikes me as someone threading the needle on this. Now, I don't know if you have seen uh, DeSantis's statement overnight, but he says he's not going to cooperate in um, extraditing Donald Trump to New York. He thinks it's a bogus charge and basically telling the DA, you figure out how you want to do it, but I'm not helping you. Uh, Cindy, you're up next. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Hi, Eric. Thank you for taking my call. I sure. just wanted to give you a different slant on this indictment. I think that this kind of gives Biden a smokescreen to cover up all the other issues that the media is not covering anyway, like the border and China and the fentanyl and the crime. If everybody's focused on Trump, of course they don't have to cover the rest of the issues. Oh, amen to that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, look, I mean, they don't even want to cut or, uh, cover the Nashville shooting anymore this week. They're, they're, they would much rather cover the indictment than anything else. That You're exactly right. I don't, did you happen to see NBC was told, they, they told the reporters not to use the word transgender? It, C, CBS. It was CBS News, not NBC. Was it CBS? I don't think NBC I'm sorry. did either. But yeah, but CBS executives, if y'all haven't heard the story, it's now come out. They've shown the emails. Uh, CBS News told its reporters you are not allowed to use the word transgender when talking about the shooter in Nashville, lest it stigmatize that community. Yep. And uh, nobody wants to talk about that one except conservative media. City, you're absolutely right. They will use this as best they can to not have to say a word about what happened. 877-973-7425. Lewis, you're up next. Welcome. Yeah, when last time when he got the nomination, the trucking industry exploded with freight. And I think that was the time when everybody knew in business regulations were going to kind of drop off a little bit. And Trump really did more than the president's promise. You know, he built the wall. He got that guy over there that uh, was killing the soldiers overseas. And I think what happened was, during that time, he embarrassed a lot of past presidents who did promise stuff they never delivered on. Regardless of his tweets and all that kind of stuff, the guy had an opportunity to, to do business and take care of business. Now, with the adultery thing, uh, he had this with his first wife. She was a very loved lady by the community, and they could not stand the fact that they went against Ivanka's mom and everything because mm-hmm. he had divorced her and had the affair. That That's everyday news. I mean, if you want to talk about somebody cheating on their wife, let's go back to Slick Willie who played people off. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Willie and Monica. Yeah. By the way, Lewis, I'm, I'm glad you called because I know you're a truck driver. I don't know if you saw this. It was breaking news in the New York Times about 30 minutes ago that in California now, by 2035, uh, semi-truck, semi-trucks will have to be battery-powered. 
Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing that's going to be able to catch up with us because we're able to move freight a lot more. If, that's, if that is, so be it. But we already moved so much freight into California. That's going to have, have a hard time operating that on all battery-powered within the yeah, state of California. I, I don't think there's enough this, lithium this to state. convert them all. Yeah, um, it's going to drive up costs for everybody else to try to convert trucks to battery. It's just bizarre issue there. Thanks for calling in, 877-973-7425. I, I will tell you, one of the spins out there, you know who Ben Collins is? Ben, ben Collins is the uh, NBC reporter who focuses on right-wing dystopia, misinformation, disinformation. He's engaging in his own misinformation out there. NBC News reporter saying it is not true that Alvin Bragg was backed by George Soros. There's no evidence that George Soros ever even met the district attorney. Now, this is flat-out misinformation because George Soros's Color of Change a super PAC that he funds – poured money into getting Alvin Bragg elected. The standard that Ben Collins wants to use all of a sudden, which he never wanted to use with candidates funded by uh, the Koch brothers, is that you have to have a relationship with George Soros to say he backed you, as opposed to he just poured money in. Uh, Just completely wanting to twist the way the media has always talked about these to protect Alvin Bragg and George Soros. Uh, Soros, of course, has made a habit of funding these left-wing activist prosecutors around the country who have triggered the crime waves across America. Uh, Where I am in Georgia, there's a prosecutor in Athens, Georgia, a disaster of a prosecutor. Crime is on the march in Athens, Georgia, because this wackadoo left-wing district attorney who got elected there won't prosecute crimes. Uh, Assisted district attorneys have quit the office. The judges of the county have called this woman to task saying, you got to come to court now and observe just how bad it is with your uh, assisted district attorneys. The whole situation's a mess in uh, Los Angeles, in San Francisco, in Philadelphia, in Houston, Texas. Interestingly enough, those states, those cities also seen a massive rise in gun crimes. Those district attorneys won't prosecute gun crimes. Alvin Bragg is one of those people funded by George Soros, backed by George Soros. And to point that out, you got people that say, we're going to call you an anti-Semite if you say that. But it's the truth. You're calling people anti-Semitic for telling the truth. George Soros funds these people. George Soros backs these people. And one of the things George Soros does to back these people is fund these left-wing groups. I, I have a theory here. Some people are going to come after me for saying this, I suspect, but I I have a theory here. In World War II, it's not disputed that George Soros was complicit in helping the Nazis track down fellow Jews. It it, it gets misinterpreted on the right based on a 60 Minutes interview. George Soros was a child, and essentially to save himself and his loved ones, he had to help the Jews. And it was either my and my family's lives or others. And you can't blame someone. I don't think you can. You haven't lived this. The Nazis using him to find others when he was a small child. I don't think you can blame me. My suspicion, my theory is that George Soros so reviles the Nazis and views the right as the second coming of the Nazis that he funds all of these left-wing causes and pays no attention to the dystopian hellholes he's creating by backing the left because he so wants to make amends for what 
happened to him as a child, he funds these left-wing causes. And so George Soros, a rather aloof, out-of-touch billionaire, funds these left-wing causes to make amends for what happened when he was a child and doesn't even, oh, he's not even aware of the ramifications of the fallout. George Soros lives in a secluded, secure, well-funded bubble. He doesn't have to deal with the crime wave his prosecutors are creating. He doesn't have to deal with the cancel culture that his authoritarian left supporters have created. In his mind, he's battling the Nazis of today to make amends for what he was forced to do as a child against his will. And this is this is uh, payment to f- get forgiveness. And he has no idea of the ramifications of what he's done. That That's my personal theory on the Soros stuff. And so he's funding these left-wing prosecutors to bring about some sort of utopia to battle what he considers right-wing authoritarianism. And in fact, these people are themselves deeply authoritarian, totalitarian, and deeply committed to the degradation of the rule of law in the country. But he is in a bubble, and he doesn't see it, and everyone gives him attaboys, and so he gets a pass from the press. And now... When you point out that some of these people are funded by George Soros, you yourself get attacked as anti-Semitic when you're just pointing out that, no, in fact, George Soros funded these people getting elected and causing this crime wave. Now, I want you to cause clean air in your house and get rid of the bad odors with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. You can get a three-pack from EdenPureDeals.com. Put in the discount code ERIC on the front page, and you get three of them, less than $200. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is just ERIC. What is the Eden Pure Thunderstorm? It's an odor eater, odor eliminator. It's not like essential oils that just mask the odors. It's not like air freshener. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm generates ozone that just eliminates, binds with the ions of of the bad odors and wipes them out. So I, you can hold this in your hand. You can plug it into the wall or with a USB cord. I travel with one. I have one in my office. If there are stinky odors, you just fire it up and it wipes out the odors. Smoke odors, litter box odors, pet odors, frying odors, the musty odors. I've got a buddy of mine who bought, took advantage of this, got the three of them. He and his wife bought a house. It's a lake house. Elderly couple had lived in this house for years. They smoked in the house. And they just fired up Eden Pure Thunderstorms, let them run, walked away from the house, came back at the end of the weekend, unplugged them. The odors had been wiped out. That's what the Eden Pure Thunderstorm does. You can get three of them for less than $200. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is just Eric. Go to EdenPureDeals.com today. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. It's an open line Friday if you want to call in about things that might not be in topic, but I suspect you got opinions and thoughts on the Trump indictment. We'll spend more time on it. It is it is true to say we don't actually know what's in the indictment. And frankly, they should release the indictment uh, and be very transparent about it because um, maybe it would explain things and make people change their minds. I don't know that people would, but uh, far better in that situation uh, than to leave it under the table. Now, I, I, I want to make a note on something. I would note for you that the March for Life is the largest march every year in politics. More people turn out every year in the cold of winter for the March for Life in Washington, D.C., for any of these left-wing marches that are out there. More people for the March for Life than any of them. And yet the media never 
covers the March for Life. It'll get a passing mention, maybe. But ABC, CBS, NBC, they don't cover it in the nightly news. All of them are bending over backwards today for Trans Visibility Day. The White House has released a statement in support of the trans community and denouncing the violence against the trans community in Nashville. The White House has not released a statement mentioning the six people in Nashville who were murdered by a transgender activist, and CBS News specifically instructed its employees to not use the phrase transgender when talking about the shooter. You want to talk about norm shattering? They say Donald Trump shattered norms. Let me tell you about the norms that are being shattered. Left-wing activists on campuses shutting down conservative speakers, threatening conservative speakers uh, violently. There's norm shattering. Having three children and three adults at a Christian school murdered and refusing to tell the nation who murdered the kids and why, that's norm shattering. Releasing the manifestos of people perceived to be right-wing shooters and refusing to release the manifesto of the transgender shooter, that's norm shattering. Having the White House, after six people are murdered by a transgender activist in Nashville, uh, lament the attacks on the transgender community in Nashville that haven't happened, that's norm shattering. A lot of norms being shattered by the left this week in America, and the media that oftentimes screams about the collapse of norms on the right refusing to say anything because they are in on it. There are a lot of things the media will call the right out for that rightfully should be called out. But what's notable to me is how often the media agrees with the left in their own norm shattering, and so they have no moral credibility or even the willingness to call them out because they're in on it. Six people were murdered at the beginning of this week, and the White House won't say anything about them, but by God, Trans Visibility Day, we got to talk all about that.